Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeong Haseyo. In Russia, Zdrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, Bonjour. In Spain, Hola. In Italy, Ciao. In Egypt, Athen Wasalan. In Ghana, Akwaba. In Nigeria, Peleo. In South Africa, Saobona. In Senegal, Nangadef. In Kenya, Jambo. In Israel, Shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, Assalamu Alaikum. Greetings, and may peace be upon you all. is respected, your voice protected. Brought to you each Saturday, 10 a.m. till 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Preparing to make it in the land of plenty is how we focus on the principles of El-Islam and how they prepare us to be successful in their dynamic, diverse life of the Western culture. Thank you. See you right here, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, every Saturday. Peace and blessings. Inshallah, when I grow up, I'm going to join CWSC. I'm going to help remake the world for you and me. I'm going to be part of MC and RD and contribute my talent. 
my expertise. I'm going to apply for a CWSC scholarship someday in honor of a pioneer. I pray I grew up to be a leader, a strong show. I'm Naima Latif, along with our co-host Kareem Hamid, and we know you have something to say because we've, we've touched a bit of a nerve today in saying there's no hell. And what that makes people think is, well, what, how, do, how do people who do wrong get punished? And that's not right, and that's not just. And so, because we are believing that God punishes people, we harshly inflict pain on each other, and we create systems that are painful and cruel because we don't understand what has been called oneness. So those who have transitioned from physical life, spent time out of body in the afterlife, many who met with God, met with various spiritual leaders who have transitioned, spiritual teachers, spiritual masters. They've been met with friends, family, and they have experienced what happens when we transition back to the physical. They explain how that system works. So here is the explanation of thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people who have had the experience of coming back after dying. And because of our global technology, their stories are all over the Internet. Simply Google near-death experience. There are many, many YouTube channels. There are many testimonials. There are many, many stories. And there is no reason for us not to understand other than our indoctrination that gives us a filtered belief of the scriptures and it keeps us from hearing what makes absolute sense to our souls. So this is what people have explained. We come here with a life plan. We come here before we are born into this physical world. We have a plan of what we wanted to learn and achieve and experience so that we could learn how to love, learn how to accept others who are different, learn how to be kind. We chose the parents that we chose. We chose the life experiences we wanted to have, and our intention was to evolve to a level of compassion for others. And when we transition, we first have a life review. It's like if you take a class, you know, and then you sit down with your teacher and you review what you did and you you, you see, you know, the, the 
errors that you made, you know, maybe you looked at a test paper and you said, oh, I got this one right, I got this one wrong, got this one right, got this one wrong. Okay, I need to go back and study some more. Oh, I, I didn't understand that one. So it's understood. You you review what you did. Now, what happens in the life review, and this is what's transformative to people who come back and testify what they experienced. Because we really are all one, one consciousness, one expression of creation, we experience what each other experiences. So when they look at their life, they not only look at what they did, they look at how what they did affected the people around them. They are able to experience not only their emotions, but the emotions that they created in others. They experience the feelings of others as if it were them because you all merge together and you all literally are one. You are all experiencing everything. So if you have caused pain to someone, you feel what you cause. You feel it. You feel if you've hurt their feelings. You feel if you've hurt their physical body. You feel whatever distress you cause, you feel it. You experience it as you review it and you understand how you made others feel. You understand it with a clarity that you could not have understood it otherwise because you're no longer separate once you transition out of the separation of this physical body. This is the experience that thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people all across the Internet are sharing. So with the technology that we have that connects us, there is no reason for us to keep holding on to an idea of a punitive God because it is not God who punishes. It is, as you said, rather, it is us who punishes ourselves, but it's not us punishing ourselves. It's us experiencing the pain that we cause, and that's what causes the regret and the decision to transform one's life because you have no desire to cause pain because you understand that you're causing it to yourself. You understand. You didn't understand before. So if you acted in ignorance, then you understand that you didn't understand, but now you know. And so when they come back, they are not the same person because they understand with a clarity that every single act has an impact on not just yourself, but everything. So our goal with the parenting class is to teach this level of empathy and this physical existence so that you understand in the beginning how you're affecting all life, how you're making people feel, and you have an aversion to causing pain because you understand not an unjust kind of punishing where I'm going to hit you because I don't like what you said, but me helping you understand empathetically that you hurt someone and you don't want to cause pain. So if I'm teaching you empathy for others because they are a part of you, I cannot then teach you that this person who's different than you is lesser than you. I must teach that they are just like you. They are the same as you. They are part of you. We are all part of one. And so if I'm to teach that, I must understand it. And I can only understand it if the understanding is given to me 
And I'm realizing perhaps my understanding that I had was given to me by people who were lacking in the experience that those who have transitioned and come back have had. And all of them who come back say it was a choice to come back. And many of them say they were given the instructions to teach so that they could correct the misunderstanding that humanity has. And when we correct our misunderstanding, we'll stop creating systems that cause pain because we'll understand that we're going to feel that pain that we caused. So this is a bit different than the idea of a punitive God that's wielding a sword or whatever many think is going to happen because one of the deepest, profound experiences that people have, when they say on the other side there is only love, not judgment, not condemnation. There's only love. The condemnation comes from yourself. You condemn yourself because you see what you did. You feel what you did. It's you that feels ashamed because you said some mean thing to your little brother or sister or picked on them. It's you that feels bad because you left your elderly parent in a, in a, in a home and never went to visit them, and you, you feel their anguish at, at your lack of compassion for them. You feel bad when you killed someone or stole from someone because you feel what they experienced as a result of your meanness. You experience what you did, and you're experiencing it in the loving presence of beings who are not judging you but allowing you to see it for yourself. And you make the decision that you want to change because you don't want to ever make people feel the way you made them feel. But what they also experience is a love that they've never experienced on this earth because it's unconditional love. Not I love you if you obey me. I love you if you're pretty enough. I love you if you're smart. I love you if you have enough money. None of that. It's I love you because you exist and you are a part of me. And you are a unique part of me. And it's that kind of love that they come back wanting to be able to express. Because that's the love that transforms people who are in pain, who are hurting, who are angry, who are ignorant, who are causing pain to others. It's the kind of love that all the spiritual masters have exemplified and have taught about. But we have not understood because we're believing in a punitive God because we don't understand oneness. So this is the knowledge that we seek to impart in those who are going to be raising the next generation of children. You're believing that a child must be taught pain, then you're believing that the child comes here already bad, sinful, born in sin. Now, there is a group of people that believe that. Children are born with original sin, and therefore whatever they do is bad, and therefore they need pain and punishment in order to correct them. When Muslims said, you're not born in sin, the Christians say, oh, yes, you are. And I've observed this argument in in these dialogues. People who believe in original sin, they believe it strongly. And so when those who have died come back and say there is no sin, 
You're not born in sin. You're coming here to experience. And you're you're born with a veil of forgetfulness so that you don't know these things. So you're coming into a world and you're not aware. You're not bad or evil, just unaware. And you have certain tendencies and you have certain experiences and you have certain traits that you're bringing with you, but none of it is evil or deserving pain and punishment. But if parents believe that a child is born in sin, so everything that child does gets misinterpreted by the parent who's believing that the way you have to correct them is to beat the evil out of them, beat the devil out of them, beat the sin out of them. So what you actually inflict on them in inflicting pain, you inflict fear and distrust. And of course if you did if you missed yesterday's show, you need to go back and see it and definitely buy our dear sister Asada's book, Beating Black Kids, because she breaks it down what happens when you inflict in a child fear of you. They do not trust you. If they do not trust you, they cannot learn from you. You don't trust a person who's going to inflict pain in you. And if you believe God is going to inflict pain in you, how are you going to how are you going to trust God? If you believe that you're going to be inflicted with pain and you believe you're going to be punished for things that you did in ignorance. And how many people were punished as children for something they did in error? And you feel the injustice of that as a child because you were a child and yet your parents thought they were doing the right thing and spanking you. And they didn't understand that the way to help you was to give you empathy for those that you may have harmed in your actions so that you would choose not to do harmful things of your own free will, not out of fear, but out of love. This is what we want to instill in our children, to act out of love and not out of fear. Fear Fear-based teaching creates painful actions. We do things inflicting pain in people and not giving them understanding. And every single system that we've created on this earth is fear-based, and that's why it causes pain and suffering. Those who have experienced the afterlife, they say there is no hell other than that which you have created by causing pain to others that you now are experiencing. Now, there are people who, because they have a strong belief in hell and they believe they're deserving of it because the, the, the Catholic Church or the uh, whatever structure that strongly tells them they're going to hell, tells them they're going to hell, they may leave and experience hell, and then they have the experience of crying out to God and just like what you described, the angels come and get them, they are retrieved from that state that they created in their own mind. And they come to understand that the reason why they experienced it is because they expected to experience it, because they believed in it. And so, therefore, they created it. And they were only able to be rescued from it when they called out to God to help them. And there were those beings of light, those angels that came and pulled them out of the condition that they created 
experience the paradise that was always there for them. So that's the hell experience that many who have come back and talked about. And they have said, in reality, there is no hell that God creates for you. It's the hell that you create for yourself. It's the hell that you believe you're going to experience, and it's the hell that manifests as a result of your beliefs in it. But when you leave that hell that you have created, then you experience the paradise that was always there for everybody. And this is hard for people to accept if they think somebody who's done a lot of harm should go through a lot of pain. And they do. But it's not inflicted by the creator that knows you came here in ignorance. It's inflicted by yourself so that you understand how you made others feel and you can develop empathy so that when you return, you're not the same person, but you're not living in fear. You're living in love. It's a different kind of transformation. And this is what we're teaching in the Parenting with Peace class so that parents can guide the children with love and not fear of pain. I know we've got some callers that want to speak. We want to give them a chance to express their thoughts. Now, I have two callers here on the AM360 board that have raised their hand. Well, we certainly want to hear them. Okay. All right. Uh, Erico 727-741. Peace be unto you. Assalamu alaikum. Please state your name and where you're calling from, please. Um, my name is Martha Nyla Abdullah, calling from St. Petersburg, Florida. Greetings of peace to everyone. Uh, praise be to Almighty God. And, and as I say that, my my the, the lens that I'm using, uh, and thankfully, coming to realize, having come to realize, that peace is the is the true order uh, that I'm striving for. Now, uh, everything that I've heard, I'm I'm wading through the waters, if you will. And I said to myself then, the aim, as far as I've come to understand, God is love, and God is the author of love and, and all, and I accept that. So I'm thankful that I'm not, I didn't enter from the angle of, of uh, seeing God as the, you know, just the humiliator or just the, the punisher or just that and coming from fear, but seeking God's love. And so, you know, having eradicated a lot of things that transpired in my life, I come away with this thing, this item, and that is, yes, to teach the peace. But my mind, uh, the creator, has given me this mind to think with and to be able to make the choices, select, uh, and to discard what is not going to uh, bring peace to myself and for me to establish that, have that empathetic process in my own world as I live whatever time frame I'm to live out. So I'll stop it right there, that I'm thankful that I have the mind to make the decision, but then I can choose to not go along and which will ultimately not bring peace in my life. So I'm going to leave it right there. I choose. I'm thankful that I'm able to choose it. Assalamu alaikum. Well, well, I I I I I I I I I yes, peace we is definitely a, a choice. Yes, and next caller. 
810-399-8199. Please state your name and where you're calling from, please. Assalamu alaikum to you, Imam Kareem, and to uh, Naeem Alati. Um, AM 360 uh, listenership and family. This is the Prisa Abdul Hadi calling from Flint, Michigan. And I tell you, it's sit here and it brings just such an emotion over me with this subject because, you know, I think about when I was raising my children, and uh, I have sons, you know, and, and they were good babies for the most part. They were, and they still are. But we raise our children according to basically how we were raised and say that some of the things, oh, I'm not going to do them like my children like I was done. But when it comes to uh, uh, that time of the spanking or what have you, that we think, well, we have to give them, because they say, spat a ride for the child. And, you you know, you know, you... the times that we are, we were all pretty young. I know I were, uh, when, when I was raising my child and my children, I had my first one at 17, and um, thereafter, like, every five years, you know. And so you're trying to do your best. You're like, well, I maybe not for everything that I might have got uh, punished for. Uh, I, you know, I would be a little bit more lenient, but there was, you're going to have to use the uh, uh, the rod, you know. You're going to have to spank the child, you know. But then as I get, and I'm listening at you all and, and, and getting a little bit more in depth with how these children may be feeling a fear because, oh, I do so-and-so, so-and-so, and some things, like you say, is unintentional on their part to do. But when you don't have that understanding... And you punish the child. And now today, I think about some of the times that I punish my children, and I get sad about it. I even call them and I tell them I, I apologize because now they got children. Yeah. And they're seeing more. They're seeing more of, oh, no, no, I'm not going to punish my child like that. I'm not. I'm going to talk to them, and I'm going to try to make things work out. And so now they're... That makes me feel, and I told him, I said, I apologize. I didn't know no better, but you know I love you all, and I do. And I'm so glad that they are seeing it in a different light and in terms of the punishment of their children. Then, oh, so I do appreciate this program today. I, I, I'm i telling you, it's really touching me very closely in, in my spirit about it. And uh, I, I, I never would agree to anyone putting their hands on their child to inflict some type of a pain because of something that they've done. No. So yeah. thank you all. So can keep up the great work. And thank you so much for, for calling in. We appreciate your honesty. You know, my sister had that same experience. Uh, at, we, do, we do a show, Three Black Moms. You know, we talk about our, our parenting experiences. And uh, my sister and I, we, have, we, we chose not to hit our our children, she chose to spank uh, because, you know, had that belief, you know, born in sin, spared a rod, spoiled a child. I mean, that was her strong belief. Well, her children now, they're grown. They have children. They have chosen not to hit their children. And she has had that same experience of you, regret, 
realizing that what she did was hurtful to them, even though at the time she did it in ignorance. And so she has called yeah. them and apologized for the harshness at which she raised them because she didn't know any better. So this is the whole thing. You don't know any better when, you, you, when you're harming someone. You think you're doing the right thing. So this is the same way our creator is, knowing that you didn't know any better, but you did things that were hurtful. And so once you know better, you do better, as our dear sister Maya Angelou says. We have a caller on the line, my dear sister Viata. Thank you for joining us. Please give us your thoughts on this topic. Oh, uh, Grant, I think I called this number because I can't hear you on any other platform. So I just wanted to make sure I could hear you at all. Uh-oh, okay. It's, 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 I'm looking at Facebook, YouTube. I called in the blog talk, can't hear you on any of those platforms. So oh, I don't know what's going on. Uh, can you hear me not yet? A couple of my devices aren't working, so I had to switch a few, you know. <laughs> Things happen. You got to make it work anyway. So, But thank you for, for being persistent. <laughs> we appreciate it. <laughs> You know, I'm so grateful for Asaga uh, joining us now on the or back in the female solution family because her voice is so uh, so needed and clear and purpose filled and and just a dynamic personality that we need to bring uh, and re- and uh, remind us of the gifts that we have as authors and. Um, and I, I'm struggling with my granddaughter right now just to help her write. <laughs> mm. Like, really, I'm so glad that uh, Asaga is, is on the, the show now. And, and the, the thing about beating, I didn't have to I didn't have to spank my two boys too often because they were, they had a strong father figure. And I think just his presence uh, <laughs> motivated them to behave. <laughs> so we didn't have to them as much, but now with my grandson, he's a very strong-willed child, and um, as much as I have wanted to thank him, I don't because his parents don't want us because of uh, their beliefs, especially their mother who was abused by her father with beatings. But we are in a new day, a new paradigm, and as Asada said uh, yesterday, we need skills. Well, we have right, to, raise your skills, now, not your hands. We need to develop our skills. So that's what I'm doing, developing my skills to look this child in the eye and connect with him on that level more than any other. So anyway, so enjoying the conversation now that I can hear it. <laughs> enjoy the Well, thank you so very much. And, you know, uh, that is the goal of our Parenting with Peace class, to give parents skills. There are skills necessary to raising a child. The first step is to remove one's ego out of the situation where you're interpreting everything the child does as a challenge to your ego. And that happens because you've been damaged. And, you know, Viata, you said something very key about disrespect. When you've been disrespected, that has an impression in your heart. And so every act of disrespect hurts you. And when parents disrespect you, disrespect your body, your sense of self, that's painful. And you're constantly, for the rest of your life, responding to feelings of being disrespected. That's a deep wound that's created that doesn't heal because it's not understood why it's there and who put it there. 
So if you've been disrespected by your parents who didn't care about your point of view or your desire or your will or your understanding, they merely hit you to make you conform, then you're always responding to that fear of being disrespected in you. When you become a parent and this two-year-old who perhaps doesn't want to stop playing or doesn't want to sit down or throws their bottle across the room because it has water in it instead of juice or whatever the thing is, your response is anger at being disrespected because that's what you're interpreting that two-year-old behavior as being. When that two-year-old has nothing to do with disrespecting you, they're merely expressing their feelings and their thoughts and their desires. They have free will just like all beings have free will. But when your ego has been misshapen by disrespect from your parents, you can't empathize with that two-year-old being frustrated and crying. Only thing you can do is hit them. Yes. of the rod is not something that you beat someone with. Uh, there's a Christian quote from the, a Bible that says, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Mm-hmm. We know based upon language, rod also was a uh, a terminology for measurement, for Mm -hmm. measurement. 
a uh, to make correct judgment. Uh, mm. When Moses went to went for the when he perceived uh, a burning bush, and he went to the bush and told those that followed him, perhaps I can bring back something to warm you. When Moses came in close vicinity of the bush, God spoke to him, told him to pull off his shoes. You're on sacred ground. Uh, Boy, there's so much in that, but I I won't go into that. But Mm -hmm. the sole of our feet, the soul, the soul, the soul. Yeah. Okay. And that's it. All right. The, and, and then it's it's stated that a God asked Moses, "What was that in his hand?" May the prayers and peace be upon the of prophet it, Moses. His rod. And yeah. Moses, he said, "This is my rod." Mm-hmm. He said, "With it, with it, I beat down the bush, the a bramble." Mm-hmm. Now, what does that 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 mean? He removed the hazards, the hazards along the route mm-hmm. that he is guiding the, the uh, sheep. It is guidance. The rod is guidance. It is mm-hmm. a measurement, and it is a support. What Absolutely. supports your What supports your life? What standard? Matter of fact. Yeah. For flags, they call the flagpole a standard. Yeah. It is a standard up which you base your life. Absolutely. So, so the standards that we have been given, they bring comfort to us. Absolutely. They, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Oh, I have been educated, praise be to Almighty God, I have been educated as to what is right and what is wrong, mm-hmm. and what a great comfort that is. So this idea of us beating our children. Matter of fact, the indigenous uh, 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 people that lived on this land, they were horrified Never when they it. saw the Europeans beating their children. That, 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 that was unheard of. But That's coming true. from where we come from, especially us, especially us, any infraction in the unnatural situation of slavery, it brought about a whipping, a bull whip. I will beat you. And that's the only model we had. And so we adopted that model. But our our children... They deserve instruction and mercy from us. They are, as Imam Fahim Shuaib said, we refer to them as adolescents. He says that means an adult with less sense. <laughs> we have to educate our children. Don't beat them. You know, they, they don't know. They don't know. Uh, so the, the, uh, the, there's no... Emotion stronger than the emotion of love. Absolutely. Of love. Yeah. 
So um, I, I'm, I'm grateful that we're having these, that these type of conversations are being held around the world. Yeah. That we have to uh, come up with a different paradigm concerning our relationship with our children. Absolutely. We, we, we are all like small gods to them, little G's, small gods to them. And God is merciful, understanding. He only wants the best. That is how we should be toward our children. Absolutely. Not being threatening yes. him with physical assault. Yes. So but now, as a consequence, they grow up with that, and that's what they utilize. Yes. And now look at, look at how you were able <clears throat> to read the same words that everybody else is reading, and yet your understanding was different. Same word, spare the rock, spoil the child. This is what happens, and and this is this is what happens when people are given information. You can only understand it at the level that you are at yourself spiritually. If a person is on that level where they are believing and inflicting pain and believing that one must suffer, then even though you're given information that tells you the standard of raising a child is to give them guidance and to remove obstacles from their path so that they can develop, even though you're given that information, your mind will interpret it according to how you already believe based on your own evolution of understanding. There are people who, even though you have explained this very clearly, they are adamant that that verse means you must strike your child. And it is because what is inside of them. And this is why our first chapter, our first lesson, In the Parenting with Peace class is what is inside of you. It's very critical that if a person is still carrying the hurt of disrespect, like Viata mentioned, of having their humanity violated, that is the part of what is inside of them. One of the things that people said obtained clarity after their near-death experience was that this earth experience will distort your understanding of reality of love. And so you're always reacting to what you experience here. And it creates the behavior that manifests in causing pain to others. Once you leave here, All of that is gone because you can see with a clarity where you made your errors. Why would our creator punish you for having made errors when you did so in ignorance? So it isn't the punishment that happens. It's the clarity that happens. It's the experience of the hurt that you cause that gives you clarity and makes you not want to cause pain to others. There is no injustice 
It is all justice because standing that corrects you and love that heals you. So we want parents, first of all, to be able to examine all the things that have made up what is inside of them that they're going to give to that child. If they are believing that, number one, certain people on this earth are more favored than others, then either they're going to have self-hatred if they believe they're not among the favored people, or they're going to have contempt for people who they believe are the favored, or they're going to have contempt for themselves. But they're going to have a distortion in their perception of reality if what is inside them is pain from the way they were treated. We can't raise our children with love if we don't love ourselves. And if we believe we're not worthy of love because we believe we're born in sin and shaped in iniquity and all of these things and worthy of hell and damnation, we cannot give our children unconditional love because love is unconditional. Right now, we're living in a society that only treats you well if you look the way people who have put themselves in position of authority think you should look or you are in possession of wealth or what those who put themselves in positions of authority have determined is wealth, and all of these other things that have nothing to do with you being a soul which is an expression of God. So love has been been conditional, which means I can treat you badly if you don't do what I say or or look the way I think you should look or act the way I think you should act. That's what we're giving to our children. That's what we must do. That that phrase of a chosen people, boy, we really need to make the correction there. Isn't isn't that the basis of the war we're fighting right now and allowing to be fought? Well, many wars. That Um, misperception? Right. When God chooses a a, a people, that doesn't mean that they are excused for any wrongs that they do. God deposited his word among among people. And you are chosen to deliver and exemplify the word that was deposited in you. You have been chosen to do that. Not that you get some special favor, uh, that uh, God, that uh, you get, uh, matter of fact, uh, Jesus instructed his followers to go and teach this among the nations. The nations. So a chosen people is one that, that God deposited yeah. the word. We're in the one from among them. So it's no special designation. You don't get away now. God does not favor human beings one above another as far as value. No. And that is is being being uh, dispelled right now as we speak. Absolutely, and that's a that's a hard yeah. one. So that's that's been a deep indoctrination 
all people are chosen. If you are, if you are here on this earth, you have been chosen. Or you have you have you have volunteered for this experience because it's designed to give you greater clarity about the oneness of creation, based on the opposites that we're creating between love and non-love. But all people on this earth have experienced something that will give them deeper understanding about this. And we are to share that experience. Isn't that what the teachings, we, uh, we've been made in tribes and nations, so we mean know, know one another? Well, knowing one another means sharing our experiences so that we all evolve. We've got another caller on the on-air radio network. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for calling. Well, we certainly do appreciate you and give us your thoughts as we prepare to launch this Parenting with Peace class and helping others to see things differently before they raise children with the violence with which they were raised, believing it was correct. So what are your thoughts? Minister Plump, I think we're having a difficulty uh, in your connection. You may want to change locations. Uh, your voice is breaking up. Uh, you may need to call back in even. Uh, we're having a difficulty hearing you. You know, one of the things, uh, Brother Kareem, uh, that we observe as we uh, help people to examine themselves, being willing to realize that you may have believed something your entire life, but it could still be incorrect. And it's hard for people to let go of something that they believe and their parents believe and their parents believe and their parents believe, and yet there are thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people all across the Internet, which is global, that are saying this is the time we must evolve as a human family to a higher level of understanding. We cannot continue to believe as we have believed and sustain life because we have become a destructive force on the earth. Earth will just as soon as shake us off like fleas off a dog. Until we learn love, we are destructive force here. So we must understand oneness. And even though that term is all throughout the Holy Quran, how many Muslims understand that that means we are all one with all life? And no one is to be treated badly. We have to create systems that are for the purpose of providing for the well-being of all. We are to manifest the unconditional love of our creator. And we've been given all of the understanding of that, but the interpretation is coming through the filter of people who believe in inflicting pain on those who are different. And so 
it's difficult to share a thought that is different than what has been accepted over generations. And yet what has been accepted over generations is what is manifesting in this horrible war and violence we're observing in all parts of the world. And those who have been given teachings should be able to take the lead in exemplifying what that unconditional love looks like. But like I was saying earlier, I, I watched the interfaith dialogue by HWPL, and I observed that people are still holding on to the idea that they are the favored people of God and everybody else who disagrees is probably going to hell because God doesn't like them the way God likes us. And if that's inside of a person, that's a thought that has to be transformed in order for them to be able to raise a loving child that does not hate others or use others that are different. Um, I think we, we have Minister Plum trying to speak, but we're still we're still getting a sound distortion. Yes, Minister Plum, we're still getting a sound distortion. You you may need to uh, call back in. Uh, yeah, we're still getting a sound distortion. I'm not sure why, but I think it's your I think it's your phone. I don't know. But anyway, uh, we only got a few more minutes. Uh, so, Brother Kareem, do you have any other callers or a thought you'd like to share? And a question that I have, because there are those who believe in an evil force that we must fight, but one has to understand that there are levels of vibration, just like there are levels of light. You can have a bright light, you can have a dim light, you can have an absence of light. That which we consider evil is the absence of awareness of the love of God. It's the absence. But it has no power other than that which you give it. It's like light. You can't go into a room and turn on darkness, but you can remove the light. So if we want to remove that which is unpleasant, all we need to do is bring the power of love. And it will disappear. And that's the energy that we must teach our children so that they understand the power that they have and they can manifest it in what they create in this world so that the world that we live in in the very near future can be a world that reflects compassion for all. And we can remove fear-based teachings, and action. It can happen in our time. You know, Naima, in the Imam Wadzuddin Muhammad, may Almighty God grant him the high station in a paradise, he gave a presentation once, and it's called The Need for Reform. Mm. The Need for Reform. And he has said that we need to reform everything that we have depended on for our lives. Reform, absolutely. Uh, 
we are in an environment whereby it has been influenced by Satan, the enemy of human beings. And we are coming out of that. We are in a universal paradigm now. So that's going to recall, re- require some rethinking and Absolutely. reforming those things that we have been taught. I'll start right there, my sister. Well, we thank you so much. And that energy which we have named Satan is merely the absence of awareness of the presence of God. And Mm -hmm. a voice that we may hear that tells us to do negative things, we have the power to ignore. So Mm -hmm. such a negative energy only has the power you give it, and you can choose not to give it attention at all, and it will flee from you. Well, it's time for us to go. We thank you so much. Thank you to our American Muslim 360 family. Thank you to my wonderful co-host, Kareem Hamid. And thank you to all who have listened in and joined us on our various networks. Go to www.com. We've come to the end of our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash the-female-solution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, John Kunyon, France, Merci. Spain, gracias, Italy, grazie, Egypt, shukran, Ghana, medasi, Nigeria, eshe, South Africa, Ngiabonga, Senegal, Jared, Kenya, asante, Israel, toda, Pakistan, shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakor, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Assalam alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you. And may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessing.